Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away Will the circle be unbroken by Welcome in to another episode of Circle Unbroken. I am really excited about this session today, Coach, and I'm excited about it, kind of like the way when you hear a preacher get up and he says, I am just honored to be here today. And you usually wonder if the guy's telling the truth, right? <laughs> well, I I usually don't doubt ministers too good, much. So. Good, Hang around me longer and, and we'll change that. I See, that's what we have. We have some good cop, bad cop, pun totally intended for today. And I hear these people talk sometimes and they will, they will talk about their energy and their excitement for something. And you'll kind of wonder this. Do you say that to all the girls? Like, is that something that, that you just say as, a, as an intro routine? But I mean it today. And if you stick with us the whole session today on the radio, out there in Radio Land, or uh, if you tune into the podcast, whenever you might find this, you're going to find by the end of today in this hour block that this is probably the safest that Kennedy Broadcasting has ever been. We are, you know, the, the Bible verse about being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. We are surrounded by a great security cloud today. And I'm excited about this because if you've been a listener with us, we have talked a lot about vulnerability, about how sometimes you feel courageous and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're ready to give effort, and sometimes you don't got it. And we try to bring a motivation here on Circle Unbroken. And just for review, when we talk about Circle Unbroken, we try to go to three different areas of your life that need to be intact, addressed, looked after, so that you can feel like the circle that makes up your life is complete. And just to rewind, every circle starts with a point, and that point we believe is faith. So you start with your faith. That's your foundation. That's your starting point. And then you go into the business world. You take your mission to the marketplace. And when you do that, you can be a Christian out in public. You can do good things with your life. And then as you're involved in your business, whatever that business might be, you take your faith and the marketplace. And as you complete this circle, you have this sense of community, not only community as a feeling, but being involved in your community, being a whole person in your community. And when all these things are clicking our idea here on this platform is that the circle is unbroken. It, it's intact. But life happens. Things happen. And when things happen in life, they can rattle your foundation. And that circle, if you're thinking about a strong circle like we use on our graphic, it's this strong, almost fiery circle. Uh, but it can all of a sudden have a chip in it. All of a sudden, somebody can do something in life and it, and it feels dense. And then if that circle is unbro- if that circle is broken, all of a sudden you find yourself in this feeling of, oh, no, I'm vulnerable. What do I do? What happens next? I'm not ready for this. And so we have had our worlds rocked recently by yet another shooting, something that took place and has just really fundamentally broken people. And and it happens all over, sad to say. we, We see news stories about it. You'll get a ping about another one. But when it happens close to home, 
you get rocked. I know the school that my children go to, we, we get an email, uh, we, we hear about different things, and we just see a little bit about everything that is happening from people wondering about security and all these things. And so we're bringing in today our special guest. He's a buddy of mine who has been, we've done business together. We've done ministry together. We've done life together. We, we could do, and we probably will, do more episodes on this about different ways that you are a friend, meaning you walk in when everybody else walks out. In life, and, and this is a guy who, as we've been crafting marketing messages for years for his company, one of the things we've talked about together is this: that this business, and you're going to hear more about it in just a second. This is a business that helps you stand up, you know, to remain standing when everything else might feel like it's falling down. It's my pleasure with this long introduction to welcome in my brother and my good buddy Randall Roby. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Taft. Good to be here, man. Man, I want to start by telling all of our listeners about your company, um, your passion. And that company, I'm going to go ahead and give them the intro, but I'm going to let you talk about it for a second. The company is called Icanos Emergency Management. And Randall's going to talk about it, but the first thing I want him to do, because I want the, I want this to sit with people. I want it to marinate and people to think, Emergency management, what does that need, and will I ever need it? Well, is it active shooter? Is it ADs? Like, like, like what, what could it even be? What, what does it mean? Is it fire drills, right? Like, no, no telling what the people will think. But before we jump into that, Randall, do us a favor and give us your background. Randall Roby, the great protector, <laughs> go ahead. So I grew up in a in a home where public safety was was around us regularly because my dad was a was a firefighter, and and so I saw that from a very young age, and and because he was in the fire department, I didn't really want to be in the fire department. So sure. that was kind of a you know I didn't want to do that. I got into to different just helping out with that and you know being around the fire department with him and those kind of things. And they they sent me through some training stuff just as a kid, just being around it. They got they let me, you know, ride on the fire truck right, with them sure. that kind of stuff. It's cute. Right. It was fun, right? <laughs> and then we had a tornado that hit our area and and they were looking for volunteers and and I was on break from school and so it was one of those it's like, sure, why not? I'll go volunteer and help out. During that time, I met a guy from the National Weather Service who was in to survey the the damage from the tornado, and and I was just fascinated by by his job. Like you follow tornadoes, right. you know, you go into a community after it's happened and you assess the damage and you determine the 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 EF scale. Of course, back then it was just the F scale rating, uh, the Fujita scale of, <laughs> of is it a, an F three or an F four or, or you know how how bad was this tornado. I was just fascinated by that, and I got to talking to him more, and he suggested that I, I pursue that and studied on it and, and talked to my parents about it and went off to school then to, to Texas A&M and became a meteorologist and went to work for, for FEMA with this idea of, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what that guy was doing with the Weather Service, right? right? I was going to do it for FEMA. I was going to follow along and all this. Well, terrorists had a different idea. Uh, 9-11 was a thing, right? Sure. Uh, terrible event uh, happened. Uh, FEMA got absorbed then into this new Department of Homeland Security. And because I was so new in the business, uh, they reassigned me to uh, now counterterrorism operations. Okay. And, and so I spent uh, the next almost 20 years uh, doing that kind of work and, and doing counterterrorism work and 
preparedness in general, uh, responding to hazardous materials events, responding to, to severe weather events still, uh, but just all hazards to stuff uh, for nearly 20 years. Went through all kinds of schools, uh, picked up training that uh, now uh, we became what was – Eisenhower had this in his in his administration. He had a guy around him that he called a generalist specialist. <laughs> I know it sounds it's like that's that doesn't sound right. How can sure. you be a specialist in being a generalist? <laughs> but that was exactly what they they trained us to become. Was they taught us uh, to have a working knowledge in all aspects of of life, sixteen different functional areas, and so right. I learned everything about fire department. I learned everything about law enforcement, about EMS, about all this kind of stuff. So, so that Dad, I would let me know. teach you some things. About right? The fire it was department. it was this thing about let's learn how all these different functions work together in responding to a disaster, so that you can become that person in the room that brings those people together and coordinates that response. Right. And, and so that was my role, was to be the response coordinator and the recovery coordinator and, and the one that would kind of facilitate those things. Um, and I did that for years. And and then the getting out of government and going back into the private sector, just phases of life, things change, sure. you know. Uh, as I move into the private sector, then that that burden or that passion that was there to still want to help people and want to do more, uh, to to still want to be involved in that, and and to see that businesses and churches and schools and all that they 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 have these threats that they face every day, and I, I saw that, and it was I know how to help, I know what to do, I know how to to help these people prepare for those events, how to prevent things, how to. Uh, to get yourself ready to respond, to write the plans and the procedures, and and all of those things then led to the formation of this company, okay. uh, of Icanos. the The idea behind it and the name itself has Talk got about meaning, that. It's fun, right? It yes. has meaning. Uh, it, it comes from a Greek word, and and it's a word that that Paul uses in the Bible as he writes about the responsibility of teachers. Right. And, and elders, and he says that they need to be able to teach, able to encourage, able to lead. And so that word that he uses, able, uh, the Greek word for that is hikanos, and we mm-hmm. took it and— I was going to let you go ahead for, for all the Bible people out there listening. Yeah, look it up. It's there. Yeah, there it's it is. normally pronounced— It's normally pronounced hikanos. And tell them and why you flipped so it. So what we did is we— <laughs> We took that and Americanized it and then Southernized it <laughs> right. so that it would become Icanos because there was no way we were going to get people to call it Econos or, right. or anything like and, that. So, and if I think about able, uh, I can. I can. That was Boom. part of the idea. Marketing and, genius. Yeah, right. Uh, same thing for our logo. I mean, everything in that had had meaning. And so our, our logo is a shield. Like the one that's on your shirt now. Yeah. yeah. The, so it has a shield and that shield is is open uh, with an I. Uh, and, and so it's the capital I that splits the shield. And it's that idea of, of I can we can help you, right. uh, we can enable you and empower you to be able to respond to and recover from emergencies and disasters. So background in it, uh, I spent a lifetime, it feels like learning this stuff so that now I'm positioned and able to, to really 
reach out and help folks mm. uh, as they move through those different phases and, and, and then to, to guide people along through that process. That's why, and I'll, I like to paint pictures uh, for people to understand maybe the ethos of why you have somebody on your show. And, and so for me, I, I want everyone to know this is not just somebody you can tell by now. It's not somebody I Googled and just went, give me, give me an emergency management company. No, this is somebody, I'm going to tell the people this, this is somebody that I've known, but I have also, real talk, I have gotten a phone call from my wife before, Coach, uh, in another part of the state where she said, I'm in Walmart. And there's somebody following me and Taft, they're for real following me. Like he's been trailing me the whole time. I didn't know what to do. I'd like to tell you, I cowboyed up and went over there and was like, listen, right. That, that would have been a terrible idea. I called Randall and Randall goes, I got it. In a matter of moments, he, you were with the head of security for Walmart. Um, you had tracked the guy down, knew where he lived, threat neutralized. Then later in life, I get a call from a church. And they're like, hey, we want to have somebody to come in and help us with our, our different things as far as church goes and security and all this. Hey, you need to call Icanos. A huge festival came to town, huge music festival. They need somebody, as you mentioned earlier, to coordinate everything. Call Icanos. And so I've gotten to see you on a personal level. I've gotten to see you on a spiritual level. I've gotten to see you on a big professional level. And that doesn't even touch the school and government things that you do. But this is my favorite piece for everybody listening. My favorite piece, it'll be about 4 p.m. on a crazy day when you're working and you're wondering what's what's going to happen. And your wife will call you up. My wife is about as prepared as Randall is. And, and she will call me up and she'll say, honey, hard weather's going to hit. I said, yeah, maybe, but I got this appointment and something to do. And she goes, have you talked to Roby? I'm like, baby, I talk to Roby all the time. Uh, like, what do you mean? She's like, no, no, no. I need to know when it's going to be upon our home. <laughs> and so she has now learned because you have the ability through your business also to say, hey, you know that resiliency plan we have or you know what we have for your school, for your church, or for your business? Here's what could happen. And it looks like it's going to happen at this point, and it'll be upon you at this point. And you have helped me change my day. If nothing else, you saved my marriage. Because she thinks, okay, Taft, Taft has this stuff together for a few minutes. And so your weather background, all the way over to if there's, if there's an active shooter, um, my wife's family was involved in one of the ones that made big news in Texas where the man you know, neutralized everything. You told me about that like 13 minutes before I was preaching somewhere, and, and I got the text from you before it even hit. And so what I, what I wanted the listeners to know is this is somebody – who is passionate about it at every level. I mean, in all ways, you've done it so many different ways. And so to go from a child who was passionate about this to now, we've talked about different cities before. Let's talk about that for a second. There are different cities, especially one down the interstate from here uh, over in the western part of the state, that you you basically, for lack of better terms, I like to say you built that city. B.B. Um, King may say something different. But you – you strengthened that city with a lot of plans, didn't you? Yeah. Tell us about so, that. This is cool. I spent most of my career uh, with the government in in Memphis, mm -hmm. and my responsibilities there, uh, chief of emergency planning, was was one of the titles that I held. Sure. There, one of the positions I held, um, and in that role, uh, I wrote the emergency and disaster plans for the city, uh, coordinated with the fire and law enforcement, EMS, all those folks to how we would respond to different emergencies and disasters. Okay. And one of the biggest, um, we had two really big events uh, that I uh, had 
you know, had the opportunity to coordinate the response to from, from the Memphis area. One was Hurricane Katrina mm. uh, back in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina. We got Katrina, rocked in Memphis. Yeah, that? yeah. See, even you know, we, we had some severe weather that mm-hmm. came through uh, as a result of Hurricane Katrina, even as far inland as Memphis. Right. Uh, you know, we had the trees down and that kind of sure. thing. But even more than that, a few days later, as the levees broke in New Orleans and folks began to evacuate, well, as you come north right. out of Louisiana – and and you get past Jackson, Mississippi. Well, where's the next place you get to? It was so many foot people coming. I, I remember that. I, yep. We had literally hundreds of thousands of uh, evacuees mm-hmm. that were now in Shelby County, and, right? And we had to do something with these a great people. destination, so, for right? Uh, it's you know travel destination, you know Elvis <laughs> and all that. But still, we we had all of these people have come into town that we've now got, and they have nothing, right? And so we've got to give them place to stay we've mm-hmm. got to feed them we need to help them coordinate what they're going to do to get their homes rebuilt all these different things that, that they need to do uh, there was a lot of that that had to go on and so for two weeks straight uh, i lived in our emergency operations center uh, my office i had a cot set up and yeah you know we had our meals outside on the <laughs> on the driveway and all of that so i mean we we lived and worked there for for two weeks i mean there was a hundred of us in the room right. it wasn't just me let's not play like it was but <laughs> i had my role to play in that as sure. as the emergency operations center manager another more local to memphis we had a chemical plant explode uh down on the south side of town and with that we were you know, looking at evacuating uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 20,000 residents from the south side of the city that we had to move and, and determining what neighborhoods need to be evacuated and which right. neighborhoods needed to shelter in place and all of that, that responsibility landed on my shoulders for that event. And and so those are the kind of things that I've, I've spent a career of those. And like I, I've got hundreds of those stories that, that we could talk about. And, and those experiences... Being in a city like Memphis, and, and and because of its size, and because of the industrial nature and everything that goes on in Memphis, plus the the cultural value and the the value to the country as a whole, many people don't know that you know Memphis International Airport is the number one cargo airport in the world. It moves right. more cargo in and out of Memphis International than any airport in the world, which is just a phenomenal thing to think about. And so, with that in mind. You know, Memphis, I had a chance working and living there for as long as I did to experience uh, different events, different types of events, to learn how the response to those will go. I mean, our agency responded to, you know, to 600 plus calls for service every Good year. Night. Yeah. And, and we're not getting called. So you call 911, the fire truck, the police car, the ambulance show up. When those guys call 911, we come. That's right. That was the thing. And so you think about there were 600-plus of those a year where emergency services were reaching out for extra help. And, right. and that was where our role came into play. And so it was a lot of uh, – you learn a lot doing sure. that. And you now have all of those experiences to bring – uh, to bear when I walk into a business or right. a church or a school to talk to them about emergency preparedness. Well, and this is what I want to do. We're fixing to go into break, and I want everybody to, to hear this quick review. You got a young boy, West Tennessee, fire department daddy, uh, passionate about it, goes off to Texas, comes back, certified meteorologist, then goes into Homeland Security, protecting people. We've got a really big scale thing here. And after the break, we're going to bring it down to a local level. And I want to talk a little bit when we get back about churches, businesses, 
community organizations, and how they can be helped on the local front. And there's a really popular phrase that people are talking about lately about being prepared. And it might you might not know that this is a phrase that has been around a long time. We promise that you're going to have some good, good, good nuggets coming up that you can look at your church business and community organization here on Circle Unbroken with Randall Roby from Icanos Emergency Management. Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Well, the circle, the unbroken. 
We are back. We are back for this next segment here. And as you're joining us on Circle and Broken, I made a comment that I'm probably going to make in all three breaks uh, that we feel super safe today because we are surrounded by some good buddies who do a lot of good work in the realm of protection. And I'm joined in by, as always, Coach Mike. Hello, how you doing? Coach, I want to ask you if you're packing today, okay? Uh, I want to ask if you've got the heat on your belt. I want I, uh, I don't want to know if you're strapped, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll you know, if I told you I'd have to do something to you. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> Alexa, call <laughs> I can't hope so much. <laughs> no, actually I if, if in the room that we're in right now, I'm I'm out of I get out of the way. Yeah, that's I right. Just get back in the corner and let them do their job. Me too. <laughs> me too. My favorite thing is in Radio Land, um, all the people at their homes, if, if they're listening on a device and it just told Alexa to call you, then your phone's probably ringing now. So that's funny. doesn't make me mad. <laughs> You're like, yeah, my phone ringing is a good thing. Uh, I like to sleep uh, indoors and eat food. Um, so we've got Randall Roby, as we've mentioned earlier, from Icanos Emergency Management. Welcome back, brother. Thank you. Thank you. We gave a review about Randall and, and his background, qualifications, the things that he has done. I always like hearing from business owners and team leaders who started with a passion and now they're living in that passion. And, and what I know about you and what I appreciate about you is that you, you hear people talk about work-life balance a lot. And for somebody like you, you, you look at that and go, <laughs> not because of being a workaholic and not because you don't have balance in your life, but this is your life t- taking care of friends and family it is that's what you do it is and i don't i don't work right i mean that's i, I absolutely i look forward to every day just right. because i know that i'm doing exactly what i was meant to do mm-hmm. right uh, and and that's I, I just i don't the work doesn't bother me right. the hours don't bother right. me i think about you a lot and um when max Licato wrote a book and it's called living in your sweet spot and in that book, he talks about the three different things of your life where things that you know how to do, things that you are passionate about, and things you get paid to do. And he has them kind of like Olympic rings, like three of them. And he talks about when you, your sweet spot is right in the middle of those three things. And it's pretty self-help-ish. But then he says at one point, he like brings it home and he says, if you ever heard a baseball player talk about when they hit the aluminum bat and they hit it like right there in the sweet spot? And he says, if the manufacturer of a bat – can have a sweet spot. Don't you think even more so God has one for you? And, and it's like, yes, I mean, that that's it. And so when I think about you and what you do, you have always been in that spot and almost kind of forget everything else, whatever else might happen. I am going to help people. Right. And so I thank you for that. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's an advantageous friendship for me. Bro. Let's just be honest, man. It feels, it feels, it feels good to be protected. Um, and so we've talked about you at a, at a high level. We've talked about the, and we haven't even touched it. I know the government jobs, the things that you've done, probably the other stuff, as we joked about with coach, uh, that you would not be allowed to tell me. Uh, but now I want to bring it into a local level here and I want to hit on cause with circle and broken, we do hit on the faith piece, the business piece and the community piece as it fits with our our mantra here, Front Porch Radio, the idea of stuff that's just down the street, big industry, uh, small churches, whatever, uh, all the different places. But as we go into that and talk about that on this break, there is a phrase that I, I really think applies to your job, I think. You can educate me on that in a minute. But I've heard it said before, and I think about you when I think about it, but lately I've also heard it when I'm coaching Little League and I'm trying to tell them, hey, stop twirling your fingers around, get get ready, I'll tell them, all right, 
stay ready. I'll yell this out because I'm a great coach, right? Uh, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And, and I say that because I heard it somewhere, and, and I think it's brilliant. Then my wife took me to a health seminar because she wants me around longer. And we're at that health seminar and the guy is talking about it. And he's like, hey, so many people get sick, have heart issues and all this. If you stay ready so you don't have to get ready, then then you can do what they call preventative health. And I heard it, Randall. And I went, dude, this is you. And so let I feel like the phrase might have been hijacked. But this apply to you, Randall? Slightly. I mean, <laughs> Y'all should you know, see his face it's, right now. It, it's one of those, it's like, how long have we been screaming, be ready? You know, it's like, <laughs> that has been our messaging for as long as I've been in this business right. is, is be ready, be ready, be ready. Mm-hmm. And, and it is that idea of be ready. Don't get ready, be right. ready. And, and I've told, I cannot tell you how many of our clients I've set across from and told them that, that the best day to write their emergency plan was yesterday. Right. And, and the second best day is today. And, and so it's, it is that idea of, of stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And it's just, it's funny to me that, you know, it makes it around to the athletic circles and suddenly now it's all of a, you know, it's very popular. It's the only way I've heard it. Because, yeah, it, it's not the only thing that's done that. Right. I tell you, funny way back when, when I first got into this business is in uniform service. And, and so I had to wear a uniform to work every day. And one of the, the biggest challenges for anybody in law enforcement, they'll tell you is, is when you have to wear body armor and you have to put on some kind of a shirt underneath your bulletproof vest, because that is the most uncomfortable piece of clothing that anyone has ever worn. I promise it is awful because the thing is hot. It's heavy. It's just, it's not fun to wear. And so you're always looking for the right shirt or whatever to put on underneath this. So I'm, I'm going into the uniform shop with my uniform allowance one year, and there's this pack of compression shirts now that's this new product that's hit the market. This is like 20 years ago. Okay, so okay. New, new pack of compression shirts that's hit the market. A five-pack of these shirts was nineteen ninety five. So I can get five of them for less than 20. Five 20 of them bucks. for less yeah. than 20 bucks. Okay. And I'm, I'm paying four bucks a shirt. You right. know? And so I'm looking at it going, man, I'm already on a, you know, I'm on a budget here. I got a ball on a budget. Yeah. I'm looking for these <laughs> uniforms, you know? And so it's, yeah, I'll try them. You know, I'll try them. It's this sure. new thing. It's hit the market, whatever. I got them. I loved them. Yeah. They were great. They and were only 20 perfect. bucks. Right. It was 20 bucks. I got five of them. So I've got one for, for every day of the week and put it on under my, my bullet, my, under my bulletproof vest. And it, it stayed in place. It didn't wrinkle up. I mean, it right. was very comfortable to wear, and it actually made it where it wasn't that bad. So next year rolls around. I'm going back in to shop for uniforms again, and I'm looking for this pack of shirts because I told the guy at the uniform shop, I want these again. I want more of them because I only got five. It's like, I want more of these. And he points, and he shows me, here's this same shirt hanging on a hanger mm. on a rack. Not in a pack. No. And it's 29 bucks For one shirt. For one shirt. It's like, what in the world? He's like, dude, athletes got a hold of this. And now they wear it under their shoulder pads and stuff. It's this little brand. It's called Under Armour. Ah. Like, oh, you're <laughs> killing me. You're killing me. This, you know, it makes it into the athletic world, and suddenly it's the most popular thing ever. Athletes got a hold of it. Hey, you. man, athletes get a hold of this. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. <laughs> I'm fine as long as everybody hears the expression and applies it to emergency right. preparedness, right? Right. So, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And I think that is, that is that is a great story. Now I'm thinking about all the brands and where they started. Right. I think we've done episodes on that too. And and so you look at this and it became popular. Right. And you want to say this, if a phrase is fundamental to helping people uh, in all realms of their life, if that gets popular, great. 
as long as we apply it. Right. Like the WWJD bracelets back in the day. Super popular. And it was there was nothing like seeing a guy wear one of those as he killed his third bottle of Jack and he was with a girl that wasn't his wife. And you're like, oh, I'm glad it's out there, but is there application? Right. right? right. Man, what a terrible picture. But <laughs> is, is there application involved in it? And so here... That that does fit you, correct? It does. Okay. Absolutely, it does. Even to the point where, to what you said earlier, I've been screaming it for decades. Right. And well, and, and the name of your show, Circle Unbroken. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's that also fits. Okay. And here, here's why. I like so it. emergency management is cyclical. And the way it works is is we teach four different phases of emergency management. The first one, uh, big word, mitigation. All it means is preventing or lessening the impact of an event. And so we're looking for ways, how do we stop an event from happening? People, when they think about that one, especially they're thinking about security, right? Right. How, How do we prevent the next bad thing from taking place? How do I prevent someone from breaking in? How do I prevent the next shooting from taking place? Whatever it is, how do I prevent that? For the things that I can't prevent, like severe weather, I can't prevent that. How do I lessen the impact of it? So that's first, mitigation. The second is preparedness. Mm -hmm. And and preparedness just means getting ready to respond. I know that some emergencies are going to happen. Uh, I don't know if this is like breaking news for everybody or whatever, but an emergency is going to impact you. At some point in your life, you are going to be impacted by an emergency, whether it's a severe weather event, a medical emergency, a car crash, whatever it is, something is going to impact you. And so you need to be prepared to respond to that event. So if we're preparing to respond, naturally, the third phase of emergency management is responding. We're going to use those plans and those procedures and our training and all those things, and we're going to respond to that event and restore order as quickly as possible so that we can move into the fourth phase, which is the recovery phase. In that recovery phase, we're going to do a process of review where we're going to look at at things that we can learn, things that didn't go so well. You know, what, what can we do better the next time a tornado comes through or the next time there's a car crash? What can we do better? How can we learn from this? Or we're going to look at it and go, man, we did this thing and it worked really, really well. And so we want to make sure that we incorporate that into our plans. Well, that leads us into mitigation, which Mm -hmm. is how do we lessen the impact, right? And so we're in a circle Emergency management works that way, where the circle's unbroken. Yeah. It's a constant process of, of mitigation, preparedness, response, and recovery. Recovery takes us into mitigation, preparedness, right. response, and recovery. I'll talk to Cash's people. I'm sure they'll let you borrow the stuff. It'll, it'll, it'll be great. Well, you've actually done some work with that family, but we'll talk about yeah, that later, too. Right. Um, okay, so with that, and if people – okay, I just don't want people to know. When you interview somebody, when you have in a guest, especially for podcast radio format like this, a lot of it's shooting up from the hip. A lot of it is, hey, let's talk and let's figure this out. My man, Randall Roby, is prepared. I am looking (laughs) at – remind you, I'm the show host, okay? I have zero notes in front of me, uh, but I am looking at him with an iPad uh, with all of his notes with sections on it. If anything is applicable, he's going to use it today. And and this is what makes you who you are. Um, It's not that you can't have a conversation without it, but why not bring – you know, extra value here the way that you do to businesses, churches, and organizations. Right. And I want to talk about that for a moment. Again, to, I mean, repetition, repetition, repetition for me to our audience, the faith space, business in the marketplace, community organizations, all of these that don't hear about Icanos Emergency Management and think to yourself, oh, well, I won't need that. 
If you are in the people business or you're in the product business or you are in any kind of service, you want to continue to do business. You want to continue to do ministry. You want to continue to provide education until you can't. And when you can't, because of evil, because of circumstance, because of Mother Nature, you know, when any of these things happen, you need a plan. And so what I want to do, I'm just going to now, I'm just going to tee you up on this, okay? Randall, I want you to, to picture your, your uh, avatar, okay? The, the, the person that you're looking at right now and that you're talking to right now for the radio is a church leader or a church member, okay? You're talking to somebody for, from a church. What kind of services do you provide for them? Yeah. So first off, it's important to know if we're talking about church, um, we did the research uh, years ago, and what we discovered is that between the hours of 8 a.m. and noon on Sunday, there is an ambulance call to a house of worship Oh no! every two minutes between the hours of 8 a.m. and noon. In the United States? In the United States. There's an ambulance call to a house of worship every two minutes between the hours of 8 a.m. and noon. You're going to have a medical emergency at your church. Right. Going to happen. Right. Going to happen. So what have you done to prepare for that? <laughs> Do you have a team together that's going to respond to that event? Have you thought about it? Is that plan written out somewhere? Do you have a defibrillator at your church, an AED that's hanging on the wall? Do you have any first aid supplies at all? Does anyone in there know how to do CPR? Do you have fellowship meals at your church? Right. Do you have a de-choker device that's in your fellowship hall where you hold the meals? All these kind of things are questions that we're going to ask uh, church leadership. And let me insert, even if some churches do. Even if they do, that's great. But if they don't know what to do with it. Like, I'll tell you, where I where I go to church or where I preach may have it. But then it's like, Taff, you're up. And I'm like, uh, Yeah, huh. so what do I do with it? Yeah. I like, can have all the greatest tools in the world, but if I don't know how to use right. them. Right. Then I, I, I'm still ill prepared. Sure. And so I've got to have not just the tools, but I've also got to have the training. And you provide the training. Absolutely. We, we, we write the plans, we provide the equipment, we do the training. And so it really is a one call for, for us, you know, calling Icanos to, to be able to do that. So from the church setting, yeah, absolutely. The, the conversation that we have at first is we know it's going to happen. Right. You're going to have severe weather, yes. The shooting thing, yeah, we'll talk about that too. That's, that's something you need to get ready for, but we know there's going to be a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a guaranteed thing. You need to be prepared for that. And I like it because of your the religious side of you. You know, you have a passion for that yeah. as a, as a yeah, teacher absolutely. and speaker. Um, and we'll take this one into the break, but also businesses. Right. What, what kind of things can you provide for businesses? So space? when I'm talking to a business, one of the first questions I ask them is how important their bottom line is. Okay. And, and I told you that we're, we're a research oriented bunch, right? So we, we've gone out and looked at FEMA's research and FEMA's done the research and found that for every $1 that a business spends in emergency preparedness, they're saving $5 in response and recovery money is that a number that that a business owner would care about right spend one to save five Mm -hmm. that that's something that i know will resonate and and so what we're looking at when we're talking to businesses is how can we reduce cost how can we improve efficiency or improve your bottom line so we know that we can work with them to improve efficiencies we know that we can work with them to improve their bottom line because of how they're investing their money in emergency preparedness and in their people uh, and making sure that their people know that that their company cares enough about them to put an emergency plan together to right. have the tools and equipment to respond to an emergency and disaster and then the next question is if your business has to relocate because of a fire 
or any other emergency, do your customers know how to find you? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're going to take that into the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about sometimes the price tag that businesses see on this and they wonder and talk about the value of that. And then we're going to spend our last segment with another special guest from the community side of this to really look at how to help with our families, the people that are involved and want to know that they're dropping off their valuable assets, AKA their children into a safe space. We'll be back with Randall Roby with Circle Unbroken. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee. 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. We are back for our last segment of Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers. And what I would like to do is use this segment for me to set a couple things up and then get out of the way. Because we've been joined today, thankful to have Randall Roby from Icanos Emergency Management. Thank you for being here, buddy. Oh, yeah, glad to. I-K-A-N-O-S. I'm saying that so people can look you up, uh, so people can find it, because there's something today that someone is listening to and going, maybe I should ask him, or maybe I should figure out the answer is yes, ask him. Yeah, um, phone call's free. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hit him up, find out, a lot, lot of details in that. Um, but we've been, spent time talking about what Randall could do with his team in your church space, and then we've touched the business space, and I really want to get into the community space here in a second, especially the schools. But there's one more piece that I want to ask you about. You mentioned a statistic before the break, and share that with us again, and just give us, man, I don't know, a minute, man, make it a commercial, right? But give us a minute about why that stat is important for the bean counters, the right. bean counters at the businesses that go, oh, we haven't planned for that. Go right. Ahead. So it, it's a FEMA study, the Federal Emergency Management okay. Agency. They did the study, and they found that for every dollar that a business invests in emergency management, emergency preparedness, okay. being ready for disasters, saves them $5 in response and recovery. Uh, and, and so the idea is to think about if something happens at your business and, and your business now has to close. So one of our big client bases that we work with are our doctor's offices. So if you're a local doctor's office, you know, you own your clinic, you've got your patients that come in here in the community, right? It, it's a local doctor's office and you own right. the practice. If you have to close for a couple of weeks, where are those patients going to go? Absolutely. Do you have a plan in place on how you're going to see those patients? That's now going to cost you your customer base. Right. Uh, if a entire they got to go somewhere, they got to go somewhere. They're yep. going to see a doctor. If they're not coming to see you, they're going to go see somebody else. And so you're going to start to lose your customer base. Uh, the same is true for any any business, though. If you're not prepared to to get back operational quickly, we call that uh, business continuity planning. And okay. so you're you're how to how do I continue my business operating after a disaster? And the idea is to be be resilient. That's the word that we use. Since we have two big words, we have preparedness and we have resiliency. The idea of resiliency is like a rubber band. How far can we stretch and then how quickly can we bounce mm. back? And so the idea is we want to improve that business to the point that they can stretch, stretch, stretch and not break and then bounce back quickly to the way right. they were supposed to be or the way they were before that disaster happened. Uh, and so that's the idea behind that, that FEMA study is, man, spend a dollar now. And it's going to save you that $5 in response and recovery, which includes everything from the, the actual physical elements to the intangibles like litigation that could right. come from you being negligent and not preparing for that event. Something that people have to keep in mind. 
for a path forward. It's also my privilege now to welcome in another guy, another friend, and also a professional uh, when it comes to security, uh, protection, and being prepared. Welcome in Ben Jones. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Tab. Appreciate you having me on here today. Yeah, man, I'm I'm happy. I've made the joke before that this is a safe room. I'm in here with my uh, what I would call my tough friends, uh, my friends that are <laughs> that are prepared here. And I'm glad you could be here, Ben, because I'm going to share with the audience your role is you are the director of security for a local private school that also has, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that has. Multiple campuses, right? That's correct. We have two major campuses. Okay. So you have to really think about this from a protection aspect, and you also have to think about it logistically when you look at covering two places and people that – I have a security, pun totally intended, when I drop off my four kids. Um, I also have a freedom – uh, at that school, meaning – now, don't hear me wrong. Ben would say, Taff, you can't do this. That, that I can't just walk into every classroom. But I have a family atmosphere that we're trying to have there where I know the teachers and I can come in. But you also have to protect the place from parents like me, from outsiders like me that might take advantage of those freedoms sometimes. And so for the radio world here, what I want to do is I want to back out. I want to back out, and I want to spend some time talking about the community piece. And I would like to ask one open question to Ben for you to address this. And then, Randall, I want, I want you to kind of take this from here. I want you and Ben to have a conversation okay. about – this is on the spot – but about the school and about things you do for schools. Right. And maybe just share a little bit here sure. as we end here. And then when we get our break alert, I'll take it from there. But, Ben, this is the question that I want to ask you. Do you have a lot of parents right now, especially with the shooting that happened down the road and all the alerts, do you have a lot of parents that are just pinging you like crazy saying this, what are we doing? Can somebody please show me? I know I haven't done that to you, but I'm sure a lot of my friends have. Uh, yes, absolutely. To uh, uh, kind of emphasize what you said earlier, you know, when we have any kind of incidents that happen, um, we're we're involved and invested in certain ways, but with what happened a few weeks ago up at the Covenant School with mm-hmm. the, that tragedy up there, it really struck a chord and hit home with a lot of our, our parents. Uh, we have a lot of similarities, not with just the proximity to that school, but uh, we can relate very on a personal level with that place. So, um, yes, that once something like that hits home, you uh, the disconnect that we have by looking through a screen with seeing sure. something that happened somewhere – that goes away, and people want to know, all right, what, what are we doing to make sure that something similar doesn't happen where, where my kids are? I mean, their greatest investment, their greatest possession. Right. So quite a few conversations. They've all been good because we do a lot of stuff to make sure we're prepared and make sure that we're doing everything we can. But there's always more you can do, and there's always more perspectives and uh, different kind of way to look at things to make sure that you're well-rounded in your preparedness for something. Make sure you're looking at everything from all different angles and make sure you're doing everything that you can. Which is why I'm glad you guys are together today. So, Randall, when when you speak to somebody in Ben's role, you may ask certain questions. You guys may have certain conversations. Just Just peel that curtain back for us with you and Ben. Sure. So, anytime I'm sitting down at a at a school, uh, you know, one of the one of the first questions that uh, that that we ask is talk to us about the the planning process that you've gone through. Um, and what I mean by that is what emergencies and disasters have you considered, uh, and and how you have 
planned for each one of those different events? Do you have a code system in place? Do you have a mass notification system in place? There's a bunch of different questions that come from this. And those, I mean, I'll be honest with you, our, our questionnaire that we walk in there with is over 300 questions mm-hmm. long. And so I just, you know, we, sure. I'm not going to get into all of that, obviously, as we said here today, because it is a, you know, a very in-depth process that we go through. But uh, it's, it is that, that idea of, I guess one of the, the first questions that we should ask after the, what is your process? You know, what is your planning process is, and Ben, I'm kind of putting you on the spot with this a little bit, but I, I actually know the answer to this question with you because we're you know in the room together here. But the, the, one of the biggest questions is what is the buy-in from your administration? What is the buy-in from your parents All and right. other stakeholders? And so those are the, the three groups, administration, uh, parents and then other stakeholders. Well, uh, the buy-in is pretty much all in from our uh, our parents and all of our stakeholders because again, um, what they have invested is their children, and mm-hmm. they're there because they care about them more than anything else in this world. So, our limitations are just like anybody else in the world. You now, comes down to uh, time and money. Wish we could have more of each and. Um, if we had unlimited funds and unlimited time, we could solve every problem in the world, right? Um, but to address your uh, primary point of your question is, what have we um, looked at and prepared for? I like to divide it up into three major things. Uh, weather emergencies, man-made emergencies, and medical emergencies, and trying to tackle each one of those. And when you start looking at all that, there's a whole lot to tackle, and it's uh, one of those things that can be daunting and intimidating, and that's where whenever you're talking to someone about this or you're trying to teach this to people, it's let's break it down into our smallest things. Y'all have already done most of this, and you haven't even realized it. One of the ways I like to make a comparison for is people who are probably listening to this or doing right now is driving. So everybody here has heard the term defensive driving and knows what that is. And now they don't even consciously think about it if they've been driving for any amount of time. They're always looking at cars merging, not using their blinkers, cars that pull up to an intersection. Are they going to pull out in front of me? Are they not? What am I going to do if they do? And we do it subconsciously now. You're already um, staying ready, so you don't have to get ready. And this is just another way of looking at it was defensive driving. Um, whenever we walk into a restaurant, identifying fire exits. That's just another subconscious thing that once you start practicing it, you don't have to think about you it. You and I do that. Taft doesn't do that. Amen. You know, that's, <laughs> that's why I go to lunch with y'all. So you got to, you know, start your base level and build. Um, but when you're uh, looking at kind of what kind of emergencies can you prepare for? Um, I like looking at statistics and I like preparing for the worst, um, things like that, and hope for the best. You can't prepare for everything equally, so you have to prioritize certain emer- certain issues, certain emergencies. And I like two of your stats. One of them is, and I like how you phrased it, where you're investing $1 to save 5 We're not spending $1 to save 5 We're investing. Uh, in, nobody uh, that you would talk to if you said, hey, if you invest $1, you're guaranteed a $5, 500% return for every dollar you invest. There's nobody that's going to turn that down. Um, especially when you're saying you're, inv- you're investing in something that's 100% guaranteed going to happen at some point on some level. We're all going to experience some kind of medical emergency at some point. We're all going to experience some kind of weather emergency at some point. Um, just a couple weeks ago, me and my family uh, came up here to uh, uh, seek shelter from the tornado just for the projected weather patterns. Okay, um, It was the uh, day before Mule Day, and we had people that were over Murray County Park had to evacuate to the local school over there because of a weather-related emergency. 
So you never know. Those guys were waiting for uh, 12 hours away from being in a parade and being able to have all kinds of events, and then they're having to evacuate at midnight to uh, seek shelter. So you never know when something's going to happen, but you're guaranteed it is going to happen. Right. Absolutely. And so that's one of the questions that we uh, – and I like the way you set it up because you you actually – you took one of our uh, teaching points that we – uh, go in anywhere we go, whether it's a school, a business, anything. We we teach that same principle, and that is, you there's no way you're going to prepare for everything. There's too many different events. Uh, even you know when I was uh, the chief of planning for Memphis, you think about what could impact the city of Memphis. I mean, you know, there, we we used to laugh and, and joke about it just because it, it was one of those things. Man, we have to prepare for everything, including the lions tigers and bears escaping from the memphis zoo because it's you, you know we're it's right next door to a, to a college uh rhodes college is right next door to the zoo in memphis and so you, you've got students that are walking around on an open air campus and there's a zoo right next door and and when the tiger escapes and and, and gets out and starts running around what now so you have all these different things that you have to consider well you need to break that down and prioritize those and so the way we teach people to do that and this is important you can do this at home uh you do this with your family again without even thinking about it is we look at if what is the most likely thing to occur within the 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 natural disasters element you know is it a severe weather event is it a fire whatever it is what is the most likely thing to occur and then if one of them were to occur, which one of them would have the greatest impact? And, and so we look at a likelihood score and an impact score. We add those two together, and then we rank them. I mean, it, it's it's a scoring system, right? And, and so when you do that, you can come up with the top two or three events in each one of those categories. And if you've prepared for those, on some level, you've prepared for everything that could occur. Uh, because it's one of those that that I don't have to... I don't have to specifically prepare for uh, for every type of medical emergency if I've done some preparedness for medical emergencies in general. Uh, and so those are the kind of things that, that we are, are regularly talking about with schools is that don't get overwhelmed by it. It is a lot, but preparing in general for the different events that can occur has you better prepared for every type of emergency that can occur. Uh, one of the other things that, that we talk to folks about uh, pretty regularly, and, and again, it's very nice that Taft has got us sitting in the room together, uh, is reaching out to experts mm -hmm. and the importance of reaching out to experts. And, and this is something that we see in business. We see it in schools. You don't need to know everything about everything. Call on the disaster experts. You know, let let us come in and help you put those plans together because you don't have to know everything about those disasters. Absolutely. One one of the quotes that I love, and uh, it's always a great time when I get to uh, you know reference a uh, um, Harry Callahan quote from uh, good old Dirty Harry movies is a man has to know his limitations, and there's two reasons for that. Is one. You have to know your limitations so you know what you have to do to exceed those limitations. So always working on something, always trying to get better, always trying to improve. But also, once you reach that limit, especially during an emergency or getting ready for an emergency, you can't be having ego. You can't let that get in your way because you have to know what's at stake if you get in your own way of trying to prepare something and prevent something. So you have to know what resources do I have that I can reach out to to make sure that this issue gets addressed immediately. Or how can I learn more about this subject to make sure it's addressed? Ben, I want to thank you for being with us today. 
Randall with Icanos Emergency Management. I want to thank you. And what I want everybody to know is that these two guys work together to keep everybody safe on school formats, on shooting formats, on all these different places so that we can sleep better at night and protect our assets. We're thankful that you've been here with us today, and we hope that you leave this session today feeling like there are good men in this world, there are good people in this world that are looking to make everything safe so that that circle is unbroken. I was standing